Radio is your dedicated Porsche and car podcast, taking you closer than ever to the world's finest sports cars and the culture and history behind them. Brought to you by NineWorks.co.uk, the innovative online platform for Porsche enthusiasts, NineWorks Radio is presented by Porsche journalist Lee Sibley and 993 owner and engineer Andy Brooks, with special input from friends and experts around the industry, as well as our valued listeners. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Nine Works Radio. Indeed, welcome back. Andy here. Uh, Lee here. We're joined by lovely listeners at home and two special guests that you're going to hear a lot more of going forward. Max Newman, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good evening. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Yeah, and Neil Plumpton. Good evening. Good evening. How, how are you guys? Very well, very well. So, Good. Neil, you're a brand new voice to Nine Works Radio. I am, yes, yes. Our listeners have uh, not heard your dulcet tones before, <laughs> but they, they will hear a lot more of you going forward good i hope i've got, got some good content i'm sure you have you've had the cars so the content should follow nicely yep <laughs> had the cars and got the opinions <laughs> <laughs> i've got the opinions i've had the cars let's just hope everyone likes the opinions <laughs> <laughs> so um where yeah. are we where are we We're there's a bit of background noise as you can probably hear yes we are not a swingers club <laughs> well, well, I don't know. <laughs> it's got potential. It's got potential to be. Yeah. So we're actually at uh, Sorry, Duke, of, Duke of London tonight. Yes. Uh, we've popped up. There was a little meeting or a little sort of gathering of 993 and 964 owners. Yeah. Um, which was put together by Stuart of Quick Fit Seatbelts um, and just gathering a load of, load of guys together. Uh, it was a little bit rainy, so there wasn't too many of us, and there wasn't much fuel about. But it's nice little, nice little vibe. Ah, uh, but considering the rain and the fuel crisis, uh, I'd say that was a cracking turnout. To be yeah, honest, and, and highlights the, the level of enthusiasm that people are willing. That's a proper petrol head. Their last drop of petrol goes on a night at <laughs> Duke of London out. with a load of nine six fours and nine nine threes. Yeah. Um, Had some good pizza too. Yeah, very good pizza. Always recommend let's, the pizza um, here. Let's split the room straight from the off then. So where do we sit? 964 V993 max. 993 always. Really? Yeah. Neil? 100% 993. Never, ever been a 964 fan. <laughs> he's, he's gone straight, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> straight in there. Straight for the jugular. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd... I'd, I'd, I'd I see what they've done with Singer and it's great and I think Singer's done a great job to raise the profile of them not that they needed to be raised but um, yeah just not for me just yeah. not for me although 996's weren't for me and I've ended up buying one so you never know okay. but I think I think I probably won't go down that route I think a, a 993 definitely is for yours. me yeah definitely for me Andy yeah. 993 owner what do you think I'm a 50-50er yeah uh, I love the look of a 993 994 964 absolutely yeah you can't beat a 964 for the look when it's done right Um, 993s always look a bit funny at the front for me always have done a bit soft yeah all a bit soft so but as far as a overall car I think the 993's got it with the suspension technology um, and it just does everything that I want it to do um, and it came in at the right budget for me, where a 964 would have been way over. I'd have had to pay a lot more for the, nine, the same sort of spec 964. Yeah. So, yeah, 993 yeah. For, for me, really. Excellent. Okay. And you? I'd say 964. And if we're reason? talking Carreras. Yeah. Yeah, if it's turbos, I'd say 993. Yeah. And RS? 993. I'm different to Neil. I do like the 964 as well. Um, I remember when it came out, I was into it. I was put off them 
when people said you shouldn't buy a 964 because they're complicated, they're expensive to look after, expensive to service, that slightly put me off them. I think probably by that time I was already into the 993 though. And when the 996 came out, it slightly passed me by. So I've been a 993 man for ever since the 996 came out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it put you off that much. You went backwards. Love it. Love it. You've and the 993 RS is my favourite. Yeah, I was just going to say, you've always had a hand yeah. grip one Especially of those. Especially in club sport trim, as Love we that. like. Love um, that. So we should start off by saying that um, today's episode as we are at Duke of London for 964 and 993 night. So that will have a bit of a, a particularly a 993 flavour for yep. this episode. Uh, Andy, you're an owner. Neil, you're, you're new to the, yep. well, returning to the 993 branch. Yep. Um, we have got a segment with Tony Hatter, yep. the uh, designer of the 993 coming up as well. So lots uh, hitting towards the last of the air call for the 911 camp. Yep. Um, we'll also go back to daily drivers because... At the end of well, the last Road to Redline episode, we were very Cayenne-oriented. Yep. Last episode of Nineworks Radio, you then spoke, Andy, about your um, i3, i3 daily driver. And Max, you've just bought a different daily driver as well. I have. Um, which is in the Porsche stable, so we'll talk about that shortly. I think, first of all, though, it'd be good... So, Max, you've been on the Road to Redline podcast previously... So the guys and girls listening at home will know a fair bit about you, I'd say. I hope so. I hope it was memorable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's Group C going, first of all? Slow. Yeah. Um, if anyone can build a website for me for Group C, I'd be eternally grateful because that's the thing that is slightly holding me back. Um, it only gets any traction through Instagram when I push it. Yeah. And I haven't been pushing it that much, so it's really slowed down. We're getting some distribution, though. We're on Nineworks, uh, so you can find us on there. And we're also on the Motorsport Magazine shop as well. Excellent. So, uh, Quality. You know, people can yeah, well get it, but um, we definitely need a website, and that's way beyond me. So, <laughs> any listeners out there, slide into my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> Very good indeed. Um, so... Neil Plumpton, as we said, you are like, new to the pod, a new voice for listeners to, to get used to, because yep. yourself and Max will be featuring intermittently, I think we'll say, over yep. the over the next cool. coming Good. Uh, few weeks and months. So give us a kind of top level on your Porsche story, because it's kind of um, fairly short, but fairly bloody explosive. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Looking forward to this. <laughs> it started in 2005, really, um, with a KN. That was my first ever, just a V6 basic um, KN. That was my first ever Porsche. Um, Brand new? Uh, no, no, no. Second hand from Porsche East London when they were at their old place in Stratford. Um, and then quickly followed by a new uh, C2S 997 um, Midnight Blue, I would say, yeah, with tan interior. Yeah. Um, you know, the old style tan interior with the tan, lever, uh, with the tan steering wheel and everything. Yeah, the yeah. dash top, the oh, whole yeah, lot. The whole, oh, God. Yeah, the whole work. <laughs> Horrible. Um... <laughs> Yeah, and uh, that one didn't last too long either because um, I then decided that I didn't like these 911 thingies. You know, they were too pointy, squirty, and uh, rubbish. What's all the hype about, sort of thing. Yeah. So um, that got canned pretty quickly. Um, uh, but then went back in with a um, 993 Turbo. So decided the classic ones maybe would be better for me. Yeah. Um, didn't have that very long. Um, battery was dead after a few weeks. Hadn't discovered uh, C-Tech chargers by then. So um, <laughs> ran out of petrol one. as well. Yeah, see. probably. Yeah. Trying so, to get a new one. Yeah. <laughs> so back that one back to Paragon. Um, and then it just sort of took off. I then realised, you know, what I'd been missing and what it was all about. And the brand, basically the brand really kept me in it. 
yeah. not so much the cars. I know that sounds weird, but it was the brand kept me with the cars. And then it just exploded after that. And I guess between then and now, probably hmm, coming up to 30 cars, probably. Oh, my word. Yeah. Wow, you have um, been busy. Yeah. Um, well, probably 40 cars, 30 Porsches. Wow. Yeah, so okay. there's, been, there's been things like 5KNs in there along the way, which yeah. sort of pa- helps to pad it out. Um, three McCanns and, you know, so, um, yeah. And then just basically 911s and Boxsters, the odd box, Never a Panamera. Uh, one Cayman, which was the GT4. Yeah. Um, the rest have all just been 911s. You've, um, uh, for, for me, a highlight of one of the cars you had was the 997 Sport Classic. Yeah. Do you regret selling that? No, because I did it for eight years. Okay. So um, I yeah, bought yeah. it in 2010. So um, that was when overs were only five grand. Yeah. Wow. So I paid five grand overs to Romans for that one. Uh, I exchanged my 997 Turbo for that one. White. Lovely Essex, Essex, uh, from sir. the Colchester uh, one as well, yeah. Essex <laughs> back, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and then got that there, kept it for eight years, which is the longest I've ever had. A, well, I own, uh, yeah, uh, the longest, longest I've ever owned a car. Um, did quite a lot of miles in it, did 8,000 miles in it, took it to Le Mans and back twice, and yeah, really drove it well. Yeah. But then I sort of had a epiphany one day that it is actually just a, a low GTS. That was my. That was what I thought it was. What you know, thought, it, yeah. Great looking car. But when you've had it for eight years, you sort of get used to the way it looks. Um, I was like really taken with it to begin with, but then you sort of get used to it. It's a really beautiful car. And it was more about how it, driven, how, how it drove. And it was quite low to drive around, especially with the speed humps coming into yeah. uh, view and everything like that. So, um, yeah, I just thought, well, this is just a fast GTS. So got rid of that one. Um, and, yeah, I've just been going with the newer stuff since then so I was lucky uh, with allocations GT2 RS Speedster and that yeah. didn't like either of them um, and I think I think I've just sort of grown to realise that my cars from 10 years ago were probably the highlight of my ownership Yeah. so the older stuff the 993s uh, the 997s uh, the probably come full circle then yeah. really and yeah. 991s um, I think the 991 has been the sweet spot for me for the 911 ownership. Yeah. Weren't Although you sort of famous for a 991 with with GT3 with a ducktail? Yeah. ducktail yeah, yeah, so I did all the work to it and then and then sold it. Um, I don't know. I, was, I, I guess it was the journey was the most exciting thing. Yeah. And then once you actually got it done, then it sort of mm. become, okay, yeah. Mm. Um, again, back to the driving experience. So I thought doing all those mods would help me keep it. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't work because once you get in the car, it's still the same to drive mm. no matter what it looks like. Mm. So a few people were surprised after spending quite a lot of money on it to just sell it. Yeah. Um, but then I think it was the 996 GT3 made me sell that because I got that first before I sold the 991. And I think that just made me realise that I prefer the smaller, narrower cars. I mean, the 996 has got, what, 360 brake? Yeah. Uh, and that's just more than enough for me. You know, manual. Yeah, cool for a raid car, car narrow, as well. Yeah, narrow car. Um the PDK, don't get me wrong, it was great. Took it for a uh, Club Mulholland tour of the Northern Italy. Had a great time. Venice, Portofino, all those sort yeah. of places. It was great to take on that tour. But just driving around to events and driving around locally and as a daily driver car, I, th- I just think I prefer the narrower cars, like the 993, yeah. the 996. So I think that's probably the way my ownership's going. I mean, I've got the 9, uh, 911S, which is 50 years old. So I've got the 993, the 996. 
and the 991.1 GTS manual. So I think that's that's the sort of the era that I really like and connect yeah. with. Yeah. So the, the, the S is the 2.2 and not the 2.4, isn't two, it? 2.2, yeah. 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 Which yeah. is, that, that's a lot more... Um, a lot more revvy, a lot more peak as an engine over the 2.4. Yeah, it's, it's the five-speed, not the four-speed, thank, okay. uh, thank God, because the four-speed really is noisy and revvy. But yeah. um, no, so it's the five-speed. So to me, that's the sweet spot of that that one, rather than the 2.4. Or Well, the two litres now become a special car because of the race series. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, the thing that's really nice about the 2.2S over the 2.4 is that the 2.4 is superseded by the 2.7 RS, whereas when the 2.2S was out, it was the pinnacle. I know... You know, people turn them into ST and things like that. But, you know, the 22S was the top of the tree. You know, it was the top of the 911 range. It's a special car. Really special car. It's the first first poster car, I would say, because of Steve McQueen driving the slate grey car. Well, that's what made me buy it. Yeah. So, um, uh, was it nine years ago? So, 2012. um, I watched the film and uh, no one talks for the first 20 minutes, do they? (laughs) There's no acting or nothing in the film for the first 20 minutes. It's just him driving down the hill, driving into the village. He sees the girl, parks up in the square, and then he goes off to the race circuit. Well, that's I saw that car there. You were uh, seduced. Found, yeah, found out yeah. what it was. Like Just Googled and found out what it was. It was an S, and, and I just wanted a right-hand drive S. And I didn't want to take anything else. So um, Canford Classics, Alan Drayson at Canford Classics, helped me source one, and he did a two-year... Um, nut and bolt ground up restoration on it but I didn't want it restored too much though so I I just wanted it left so not so it just come out the showroom yeah I wanted the bodywork done and the engine the gearbox and everything and had it all protected underneath and that but the rest of it is pretty much how it was oh it's sort of interior wise and yeah there's scratches in it yeah you know there's a few marks on it Um, I even come third in a concourse event once for the Brands Hatch um, 50th anniversary of the 911 one okay yeah I came third and asked for the point sheet afterwards, and one of the and I lost points on the scratches on the windows. So I said, well, "What do you want me to do? Like, you know, do you yeah. want me to replace?" Well, then it was like forty odd year old glass, and he said, "Well, yeah, that's a concourse." So uh, yeah, I've, I've yeah. never entered another one since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Concourse ain't your yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> Too busy washing my hair that day, yeah, every day. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's the that's the collection and a and a McCann for a daily use. Yeah, quality. So, so everything's a manual now, then. All your 911s are manuals. All my 911s are manuals. Yeah. So when the when the C4 when the 993 C4S comes, that's a that's a manual. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to say tip tonic. Tip tonic. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. So yeah. talk to us about that because, as I say, like the the loose theme for today is like 993. Yeah. So why did you want to go back to that? Yep. Um, I love the look of them. Again, the, the footprint of them, small, compact. And that's what I'm going back to nowadays. Um, I drive the 911, the 911S, so much more, and so I'm used to that really small footprint now. Yeah. Um, now the nine, uh, the 991.1 GT3 is gone, so I'm going to be more in that size of car with a 996. So I thought uh, I want to stick to that footprint. I actually wanted just a box standard Carrera because the last one we come here, not yesterday's one, but um, the last event, there was that. Um, turquoise blue yeah Marcus Marcus yeah. Marcus Eckermans. Yeah, yeah. Eckermans car former uh, Porsche yeah. GB which is pretty much identical to my car apart yeah. from the colour and I saw that and I thought well that's it's a really small looking but really cool car just a bog standard Carrera so that, that's what I was looking for but they're so hard to find in, in half decent condition yeah, up, yeah. Up, I mean they're they're there with 85,000 90,000 miles on them but to, I already won about 45 50,000 miles you just can't find a good one yeah 
And then this come up, this one come up on Mark Sumner's um, Instagram. So C4, it was an unusual color, ocean blue metallic. Mm-hmm. Beautiful color. Two-tone tan and black interior. Um, I asked him straight away, was it the gray interior, light gray interior, which <laughs> I would not have had. What did you call that, Andy? Elephant foreskin. Elephant foreskin. Yeah. <laughs> so I would have turned that, that would have, down. That would have been a mistake. <laughs> yeah. But thankfully it wasn't. And um, as you have to do nowadays, because the world's gone mad, you just have to say, yeah, done. I mean, you know, yeah. um, if Mark says to me that it's a good car, then that's good enough for me. Yeah. I don't need to drive it. I don't need to see it. Par- Paragon, I bought loads of cars from Paragon, sold loads of cars from Paragon, and I think they're a good benchmark. And they will always sort problems out for you as well. And Mark, Mark just said, "Look, Neil, don't worry, it's a good car." So mm, yeah. I, I still haven't seen the car. Um, when did you pick it up? Uh, they say a couple of weeks, but yeah. it should be back in their workshop in about a week's time. Mm. So I'll go and okay, see it then. Yeah. Is yeah. It, if, if it's come from them, it'd be a, an awesome car. I think we've all got or had dealings with Paragon. Yeah. yeah. Um, buying, selling, servicing over the years. My observation on a, a C4S, and once you've had a drive of it, we should touch base again on the yeah. podcast for this. Because I found the 993 C4S just kind of too heavy for a 911, really. I just, yeah, it didn't it didn't do it for me. It might for you, and that's yep. the beauty of Porsche. There's, there's a car out there for everybody. So I think we should come back to that once you've had a first drive, and, and we'll get your kind of appraisal yeah, well, on could, the car, you know? I guess it could turn out to be a mistake, uh, basically on the fact that I did just want a Bogo Carrera. Mm. So I do like the lightweight stuff as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that could be... That could very well be the case. Mm. That could very well be the case, yeah. Mm. So, and is that, Lee, is that to do with, so in series production terms, that's the second generation of Porsche four-wheel drive in the 911 after the 964. So is it the, is it the four-wheel drive or is it the having a wide body without a turbo that no, made well, it? Well, both, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's okay. a combination of both. So um, the C2S, which is still wide body, it's got yeah. a different deck lid. It's unique, isn't it, on the 2S, yeah. um, inspired by the 356. But it is, it's marginally lighter, um, so it's a bit of a better drive. But, yeah, the, the 4S, the last time I drove on was probably three or four years ago, and I just found it very heavy to get going, a um, little bit lethargic, just at, it, through the wheel, you know, in mm-hmm, terms of mm-hmm, turning, yeah. it just took an age, and I, I just kind of jumped out of it, and I thought, I mean, it looks stunning. And to be honest, I had the similar problem with my 996 C4S, because it's the same premise, but a couple of years mm, on. Yeah. Looks sensational, but when I used to go out fast driving on a Sunday morning with the boys, I used to come home and just think, ah, it's just a bit, it's a bit lumpy. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. Well, I think they put it up. other cars, I suppose, to kind of tick that box, I would say. I think say, they put so. it at about 14, 1430, I think, don't they? Kilograms, so like kilos, eh? yeah. So if if you if you look at it like the small footprint, I guess that does it's appear heavy. Yeah. 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 yeah, it does yeah. appear heavy because you yeah. you look at it and think, yeah, it should be like twelve fifty or something like that for the for the size and the footprint of the car. But I guess yeah, f- I think it's some fourteen thirty. I think. Mm. Right. Do you think gearing comes into play as well? So my car has got the early 993 gearbox which is very short well not very short ratio but quite nicely short ratioed mm. where the later Vario Ram cars have got a lot longer gearbox and that was to do with emissions out in the US I believe great question so I wonder yeah. if that, yeah. that makes it feel heavier yeah so that, yeah, it'd be interesting yeah. maybe if you come down our way we should swap cars and have a yeah. little swap oh. scene oh that's a good idea feel what Narrow the difference feels it's going to be my first trip down, like I said. So as soon as I pick it up, I'm going to come straight. I'm going to pick it up in the morning from Paragon and 
Biden, it suits you guys. I'm going to head straight the way down to Bournemouth and check out what the coffee's like. Right. Spot yeah. on. Cool. Yeah, Great, then. Spot on. It's all about the coffee, remember? All about the coffee. All about the coffee. All about the coffee. The drive will be fine, but it's all about the coffee. Yeah. What's um, what's the latest on your 993 then, Andy? What's kind of been going on over the summer? You've been well. You've taken over Instagram. Yes, become the darling of Instagram. Your your rainbow stripes have really kicked off. Yeah, my silly stripes. Yeah. Yeah, it's gone down quite well, that, hasn't yeah, it? You've like got the same agent as half the TOWIE cast now, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, dear. Embarrassing. Yeah. I think yeah. you hit that in a sweet spot time, actually, I think, because you did that just when people were like looking for something new on a car, because everything else had been done. Wheels yeah. had been done, I don't know, lights had been done or whatever, interiors had been done to death. And then you just come along with these decals, and everyone just went, wow, yeah, that's really cool and refreshing. Yeah, oh, well, I, was, I was very lucky for the inspiration from a little car out in the US called um, Pablo, which is a little, uh, I think it's a 70 or late, uh, it might be an 82 Targa, mm. and that's got some stripes down the side of it, and that's what inspired me to start thinking about it on mine. I thought it looked really cool. Um, so it didn't yeah. have anything to do with that surf shop in Sandbanks? No, it didn't. No, no, that's... <laughs> Yeah, there's lots, been lots of references. Lots of people say it looks like a Hot Wheels car. Uh, but yeah, it's been quite fun. But Hot Wheels different. ought to do one because they've, they've got a 993 casting, Hot Wheels. So they should do a Andy Brooks uh, <laughs> run. That would be that. great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. i tell yeah, you what, when, so um, there you go. when we were bombing up to Duke of London, so it's about a two-hour drive from us on the coast. Yeah. And um, oh, it was great being in that 993 again because actually it's the last 911 to my mind I mean it's a lot smaller inside than even the 996 997 by comparison but like the glass house the visibility all round in that car is amazing and it really is like the last of the classic 911 in that way where just it's just amazing I I equate it to like having an open face helmet on rather than a full face helmet you just you can see everything. It's just amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I like as, as well about the 993. Going back to the size of it. I mean, I live in a very built-up area. Yeah. I live in southeast London, so I do a lot of my driving around there. I, I do occasionally go go to the countryside in Kent, but mostly it's Porsche meets within London, around London, like the Sloan Square one for Porsche, Porsche East London. Um, yeah. Porsche's London, the Out East one as well. So all mine are in like really small streets and whatever. So yeah. driving the 993 or the 996 around there, yeah. that's what I like about the size yeah. of the car. Mm. It's just so easy to negotiate to get around those, uh, yeah. those streets. Yeah, and see everything. Yeah. yeah. Then yeah. we've like Vario Ram, which against yours is pre-Vario Ram, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, pre-Vario Ram, And yeah. obviously the 4S will be Vario Ram. Yep. Um, there's only a slight increase in horsepower, about 13 horsepower, but it was that mid-range punch, wasn't it, really? Yeah. So... Um, Again, it, I know there's added weight with the 4S, but it'd be nicer just as an engine to kind of compare that, I think. Yeah, it'd be a really good comparison, wouldn't it? It will, yeah. yeah. What is the difference? Is it 272 to 285? That's is it, that yeah. There? yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's, I think we said before, 993s, they've always been of a certain standard. So they, they were they were daily driven, but they're always more looked after because they never came right down in value. Yeah, they sort There's of not too many, like, dogs in the same way that there is what 996 for example yeah. or, or some gen 1997s you know and 964s are, i mean they were under 10k at one yes, point great weren't they? example yeah Where exactly 993s never, got never really it. got that down no. that far 4 was always touted as the entry level car for anyone who couldn't afford a well thought they couldn't afford a porsche yeah but they could so mm. go and buy a 964 but that was never touted as an idea for a 993 never. yeah mm. yeah it was never an entry level 
Porsche, I don't think. No. 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 But then conversely, 964s have just keep going up and up and up in value. Yeah. Um, it's not left the 993 behind, but I just feel like 964s don't really show signs of slowing down. Probably because third parties are making resto mods out of them, so there's less and less yeah. on the road. I genuinely think yeah. that's got a lot to do well, with it. The 993 it. wasn't around for that long either, was it? Uh, well, neither was 964, years. was it? No, it was about 94, very short, limited. Was it 94 to yeah, 94 to 98. 98. Mm. Yeah, four yeah. years. So, yeah. And the 964 was pretty much the same sort of time period, wasn't it? 89 yeah. to. It's a 93. 94, 93 yeah. 94 model, yeah. Um, okay, so with that in mind, shall we play a segment from a recent interview with Tony Hatter, designer of the 993? Yes. Um, from Yorkshire. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think the segment that we're going to play, um, which is unique to Nineworks Radio, we, there's a tiny bit of 993 chat in there, funny enough, but there's just some other bits and pieces. So we'll, we'll pick some bits out and see how we go. Yeah, cool. Yeah? Please play it. What was the mood like, uh, Tony, at the company at the time when you were designing what you all highly suspected would be the end of an era with the air called 911? Was there, you know, almost resentment that the next car wouldn't be air cooled? No, and we all understood that because uh, the, the, the engine was at the end of its development. It was uh, something that could not be avoided. And uh, if it came with ease of manufacturing and, and better, it fulfilled the regulations. And I'm, I'm a member of an air-cooled club or one or two air-cooled clubs. And, you know, I love air-cooled cars and air-cooled stuff. But in those days, um, that, was, that was the technology advancing into the future. Yeah, uh, the 962 had water cooled or fluid cooled heads, so it was something that was slowly happening anyway. So the plant was becoming automated or much more automated. Yeah, tolerances on the body, as you say, from 1963 were just not acceptable anymore. Uh, so that's why there's still some rather wide shut lines on the 993, still trying to hide, disguise the tolerances. But the like the rear brake light, the high mounted brake light on the on the coupe, which is at the top of the rear window, has a, hu- a very wide uh, shut line. Because if we made it any smaller, you would have seen that it didn't sit properly because of the tolerances from left to right, things like that. We had to take into account. So we were at the end of modifying that body. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I've read elsewhere that you um, you did want to have a bit of a play with the rain gutters, but in the end, they had to kind of remain as they were originally from '63. I think if you cut them off, that I think the car would f- fall to bits just like a mini. <laughs> I think it's that kind of technology. I don't know. The nine five nine is a composite roof that didn't have rain gutters. I, agree, so yeah. I don't. I don't know what would happen if they cut them off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so they had to stay then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the windscreen wipers on the 993 they are redesigned from the 964 aren't they well i don't know why it came about because the windscreen wipers are crap on a 911 <laughs> and and yeah. they, they they park around the, on the on the center of the curvature yeah. so uh, just after a couple of weeks the rubber's already taking the form of a curvature and it doesn't it doesn't wipe and they're brilliant i have a 993 as i said before it's in the rain it's great it's, it's amazing really that it took until 1993 so <laughs> fully 30 years after the car came around for well, somebody to fix that so exactly yes, yeah. exactly <laughs> but you have to think that was a huge uh change in in the uh, in the body bringing the pivots in and and yeah. 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 I've read elsewhere that uh, rear axle steering was first trialled on the on the 993-911. Is, is that correct or not? We had a lot of problem with tyre clearance of the rear. And I wonder whether that was because of some, because of allowing some extra, extra clearance for that effect. I'm not sure. It could be. 
in the end, it's not on this model. We had we had a terrible problem with the way the wheel sat in the wheel arch, and we had to in, in, we had to change the inner wheel arch to make it make this gap uh, smaller. Pinky Lie with the nine nine six has uh, said that for the nine nine six like development of design, you you were split up into into teams, or you all submitted your own sort of ideas, and, and his was chosen. Uh, obviously, with with yours, it sounds like there was no competition. There was no competition. The other guy working with me, we did two sides, I think, one side uh, just slightly different, and and it just kind of evolved. You you have essentially there got the um the future of the company kind of the short-term future of the company resting on your shoulders completely not aware of that in in the slightest in those days how do you remember the car being received uh initially by the board then uh very very enthusiastically very enthusiastically with regards to like the 993 turbo design then so you mentioned you're responsible um for you know yeah that the, the second bite of the apple if you like in terms of how that's the right yeah. car looked so with like the tea tray wing on the rear uh again, um, did you did you flirt with the idea of active aerodynamics like you did with the carrera or not it had to be a fixed wing uh it had to be a fixed wing uh because there wasn't any space and there's still an intercooler there or at least yeah. we straightened out the intercooler yeah but uh it was difficult and i did some sketches and, and i'm not sure whether i was the only guy of an integrated 959 type of rear spoiler but we couldn't get that looking right. And it would have meant um, a huge change to the body in white anyway. So it was decided just to do a spoiler, but it had to be a whale tail kind of spoiler. And um, because the car was so fast, uh, aerodynamics were becoming very important. So it had to be, it was done basically with me in the wind tunnel. Uh, it was a very tricky spoiler, and then it had to look right and be balanced out. It was it was a very difficult little project in itself, and I think that's the first of I don't know how many spoilers I've done at Porsche in my career, but it's probably probably my first spoiler. I think interesting anecdote about the, the instruments, um, and I have it this on good authority of why there are five instruments. Okay, and it's because when the, when initially the nine eleven was being uh, designed. It had two instruments. If you see, look at the photographs of the, of the prototypes, they only had two instruments. And one of the engineers was visiting some of the toolmaker or one of the toolmaking suppliers, and he spotted the glass coupe. Now, the glass coupe has five instruments. So he came back to the studio and told Butzi Porter, says that the glass coupe has got five instruments. So, all right, we're going to do that too. So that's why they decided to have five instruments. And that's another reason why they had to think of something to put in these instruments. There are three different me measuring systems for the oil, which is just ludicrous when you think about it. <laughs> Temperature, yeah. pressure, and amount. You don't yeah. get that in any other car. <laughs> so. Nineworks Radio is part of nineworks.co.uk, your innovative new platform for Porsche enthusiasts. Register for free to take advantage of exclusive member discounts. So imagine that if the 993 Turbo had like a 959 fixed wing on the back. That would have been very different, wouldn't it, to oh, what it, it is? It, it awesome. would look like a rough. Yeah, it would. Yes, it would, yeah. It would do, yeah. 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 I, I quite like the well tail on it. I think it's done, it's not too big. I, I think it's in proportion to the car. I think it just looks right on the car. Yeah, it does. I don't think you look at it and you think, oh, God, that's ugly. 
I've never looked at a 993 turbo and thought, wow, that's ugly with the teacher out on the back. Never, never. Yeah. I, I think it looks in proportion. So I think, Mr. Hatter, you've done a good job there. Kind of <laughs> it did all right. Well, yeah, I tell you what, right, so um, you're just bringing your C4S up again. So Tony said earlier on in the interview um, that he designed the Carrera, um, like front end, and then they, they wanted to differentiate for the first time um, the turbo from the Carrera, so mm. new bumpers. Yeah. And uh, he described it as, yeah, like another bite of the apple. And to my mind, the turbo bumper looks right it, yeah. it looks so good and really suits the 993 and whereas i said at the top of this podcast the front end of the 993 from factory i think looks a bit soft yeah definitely the yeah. turbo has nailed it and and the, the 4s and and the two all bit of a different deck lid has uh, to me that's if that's what the 993 should have looked like from the off controversial or not i don't know but i, I just think it looks so right no but that was good that um good that they saw that um Maybe they had the same sort of ideas as what you think. You know, they looked a bit soft. Mm. Um, it was good they could change it, and I think that's all for the good. I yeah. think it's definitely changed the car for the better. Um, made it look more, I don't know, more more grown up, I think, is the word. Yeah, I think it pulls the front end down to, yep. the, to the ground a little bit yeah. more. Yeah, the, the, the front end is quite On a standard Carrera, it's just so soft. Mm. Yeah. Almost looks like a little blanc, doesn't it? Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's why I had to change mine up so much. Yeah, yeah. But well, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not actually a lover of the turbo front bumper. I find it a bit bubbly. Really, A bit yeah. too, like the grills are a bit um, soft. I don't find them edgy enough. So well, I got the little being grills underneath, just just the two underneath and the yeah, the gri- yeah, there's the openings in yeah. the in the front. I just find them all a bit soft. Really, my yeah. personal taste. Yeah, is that why you went for more of an RS kind of look on the front of yours? Yeah, but I don't like the RS front either. I'm really fussy so this about. So he's went down tech art with a bit of MDF. Yeah, <laughs> in the middle. It's not MDF. <laughs> If it was, it might have stayed on the car. Oh, you cheeky bugger. Yeah, yeah. There's still engineering effort to go into that. No, fair play. R&D all the way. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's a difficult thing, the front end of an arm. I think it's fair to say that, perhaps Andy aside, and it'll be interesting to see what you think of the drive, that the 993 C4S is a great-looking 911. Oh, yeah. One of the best-looking 911s. I think as long as it's got that same uh, third gear up to fourth gear, drive it through third and fourth, which is what I love about the 71... S and the 996 GT3 one and two you sort of just take as what they are but uh, I think in that era 996 993 911 it's the third and fourth gear that really make the car mm. really give you the torque and the up and put the smile on your face I think yeah and you're getting to get into fifth and whatever mm. but um one and two is just there and then you just really really go for it and I think uh, as long as it's still got that and I'm sure it will have mm. yeah um, you're gonna Even love it. It's got the weight, yeah. then I think I'll lo- I'll love it just the same. Yeah. yeah, I think it could be a really nice touring car. You know, to do big well, miles with the in. Spec inside yeah. as well, yeah. with the yeah. with the tan spec and the yeah and the yeah. ocean blue metallic color. I think as well. So yeah, Lovely. I do something with the wheels. I think I'm not a, I'm not a lover of the 993 wheels. What, change the wheels or change the color. Change the wheels. Change the wheels. Change the wheels. Yeah. So they're the turbo twists, aren't they? On oh, the C4S, yeah. but See, that's not hollow game. spoked. Uh, they might be like you could option that the hollow spoke for the C4S, on the C4S yeah, right yeah. okay yeah I believe yeah. I, was so um, impressed with the, I don't like twists no I, I was so impressed Not with my. the BBS ones that I put on the 991.1 mm. yeah maybe there's a sort of a similar vibe wheel you could put on it um, I did have a C4 cab 993 C4 cab yeah as part of the jump through and whatever and I put 18 inch Fuchs on it and 
I thought it raised it up a little bit and yeah. Yeah. made it look a little bit more sort of raised it, uh, changed its profile a little bit. Yeah, uh, I'm not too sure I put Fuchs on it uh, again, mm. but I'll, I'll be looking for a different wheel. I think. I, th- yeah. I think Fuchs do work on the wide body 993. I think because of the offset and the rim. Yeah, but I've been there with that before, and I think okay. now I've had the BBS ones. I think I've been spoiled a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Once you've had BBS, you don't go back, sort of thing, yeah. you know, because everything else seems just not as good. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I'll be looking for something to go on it. Yeah. Well, where Max, where you've said about this uh, touring capabilities and, and potential of the C4S, I know of a guy who lives at the top of Norway with the 993 C4S and he uses it as a daily driver all year round wow. and they have some serious weather up there some serious snow so I love can those be stories. done I really yeah. love those stories yeah I really yeah. do fantastic so, yeah. um, also with the um, the Hatter piece there about the five dials I personally yeah. I thought that was fascinating yeah because it's He's so right when you think about it. There's so much information on those dials that oh, we it's just don't way need. Over the top. It, but it's, yeah. a, it's another uh, nuance of the 911, like similar to where the weight or the engine's in the wrong place with the 911, but we all love it. Yeah, we all absolutely yeah, yeah. love it. And it's the same with the clocks. They're, uh, half of those dials are completely superfluous, yeah. and yet we all love them. You know, yeah. when Porsche ditched them, uh, the two either side of the taco for mm. clock, digital clocks on the 992, people went mental. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny, funny isn't it? It started it? as a bit of a whim or a nonsense yeah. and became iconic. Yeah. yeah, It's funny, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, very cool. Well, that's another thing that drew me to this one as well. It's got white dials as well. Oh, I do like and white dials. It really dial. does stand out when you've yeah. got that many dials across there. So, yeah, I, yeah, that's another thing that stood out in, in the car. So. <laughs> yeah. Strange way, these, just these little things make you buy a car. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, 100%. Yeah. So on the subject of car buying, we're, we're doing a, a, a semi-serious look at daily driving at the moment because uh, the Cayenne episode we did, the last ever Road to Redline one, went down quite well with listeners. Yeah. Um, we recently divulged to people at home about your i3, yep. which was awesome. Which Neil's got one as well. Well, yep. well, there we go. Yeah. So, I mean, we Popular motor. Andy and I discovered on a test drive, well, we didn't discover, you knew it all along, really. Yeah. But it's not really an electric car because it, it lumps around a... A petrol engine. Well, mine does. Mine doesn't. Yours mine doesn't. doesn't. So yours is fully electric. fully electric. Mine hasn't got the range extender. No. Right. Okay. Yeah. I think they stopped making it in 2018. Mine's an 18 car, but so you could spec it with or without. Right. Yeah. Okay. It, it, if to personify your car, it, it you know it'd have to have its own toilets where it doesn't identify either way. <laughs> trans. You know, it's just it's like trans. yeah, yeah, just, well, yeah but just it doesn't drive the wheels. <laughs> no, it only, no. It only charges the battery. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. most people think that it drives the wheels, but it doesn't. I was yeah. so impressed with that car. I have to say, it's it was a fantastic. Mm solution to the to the daily driver thing yep. um, but max you've you've kind of uh, upped your game i suppose with the daily driver stuff <laughs> lately well, well it's funny because it started off as was it a little banger yeti that you were gonna <laughs> buy well you say i've <laughs> say i've upped my game with daily driver i nearly bought a 993 as a daily driver once remember <laughs> really before yeah. before i bought my 997 which was a daily driver yeah um i really wanted a 993 i still do really want a 993 and i was umming and ahhing about it It, you know this is so this is 2012 so 2012 you could get a nice 993 for 30 grand yeah um and you could get a nice 997 for 30 grand as well and i went to um porsche experience center at silverstone and they used to do a thing called evolution 911 which was half uh, half an hour in three different 911s yes three two which was a three two yeah with the 915 box proper 993 on 16 inch trolley wheels <laughs> uh, and then the current <laughs> 911 yeah. of the time so I wanted to try a 993 uh, just to see if I liked it and if I thought I could daily it and I actually didn't really get on very well with the 3.2 I found the gearbox really hard work 
Um, in fact, I find it quite hard work generally, actually. The 993, <laughs> I bloody loved it. Absolutely loved it. And I still hanker after one now. But because I was buying it as a daily driver, and I was, gonna, I was doing 20,000 miles a year, you know, and I thought, God, is, it, is a 993 the right thing to buy? Should I really buy a 997? Should I buy a more modern car? Um, and that's what I did. You know, I got my 997 for 27 grand, um, and, it, and it was great. But, you know, from that moment on, 993s went up in value. And now, now, I, now I can't afford one. <laughs> um, so, and I probably bought the right car, to be fair. But I did nearly daily a 993. So, um, so I daily, yeah, I daily the 997 for a long time. And then I started to daily my 991. Um, but coming into the winter, I thought that I would get a little runaround. I've always quite fancied a Skoda Yeti. So I thought I'll get a Skoda Yeti runaround and then I won't have to drive the 991 on the worst days. You know, and when HS2 is ripping up the road outside <laughs> my house, <laughs> sort of I thought better in a so Yeti. Not going through your house, mate. Um, but um, it's a mile as the crow flies <laughs> really? from my house, yeah. HS2 will be. So I thought I'll get a Yeti, I'll get a cheap Yeti. But it turns out you don't get cheap Yetis. They're quite expensive. You don't get cheap anything at the moment. Well, no, no, yeah. no that's true. true. So, so I thought, God, that's a bit more money than I want to spend on a Yeti. So I thought maybe I'd get an X3 instead. Um, but you don't get cheap X3s either unless they've no. done intergalactic miles so I've always wanted a McCann ever since they came out I think they're such a handsome car and um, I thought I wonder what the cheapest you know if I get GTS out of my head and sports seats out of my head and <laughs> you know all those other things that you really want what is a really cheap McCann um, and of course there isn't really a really cheap McCann so I found a half decent priced one three times as much as what the Yeti was going to be <laughs> and I thought I love the man maths yeah. I thought well maybe I'll buy that and it was in quite a funky colour aurum metallic a sort of bronzy gold kind of colour um, but then I just had a little look at the uh, Porsche approved used website as you do and this McCann diesel popped up in a really nice spec at a really sensible price I thought well maybe I should buy that um, and uh, five times the <laughs> <laughs> five, uh, five times the price <laughs> like of the Yeti. <laughs> well, you know, because I've always I really really wanted a McCann. You know, I wanted a McCann when I bought our Beamer, our three three five i Touring, which we still got, which is a great car. Uh, but I bought that because I couldn't afford a McCann, and I thought, let's just buy the McCann. You know, once you're in the trouble with McCanns is they don't depreciate, so the entry point is a is a barrier. But once you're in, you're in. So if I have to get out, you know, I'll still be in a good place. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so I bought this McCann S diesel. So that was my big compromise. I couldn't afford a nice petrol GTS, so I've got a diesel. But the thing will do 40 miles to the gallon, which makes it yeah. a bit more of an easy sell mm. at home. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, everyone loves it. My mum hopped in. I thought I wasn't going to get her out. <laughs> she loves it. Mandy loves it. The kids love it. Um, it's brilliant. Success. It's absolutely brilliant. And it's a great... I mean, people are really unkind about the McCann, aren't they? Say it's a, like it's a new money car, it's a girl's car, it's a this, that and the other car. It's not a proper Porsche. You know, people are really unkind about it, but it's a really good car. It's... I think it's better. I mean, my Beamer's had some... It's got Bird's suspension on it. You know, Bill Stein and I back. Yeah. Bespoke suspension. It's a, it's a nice, sorted car. I think the McCann's better mm. on Out the country box. roads yeah. where I live. Uh, and I didn't expect that. I, I think they nailed it when they when they produced it. That when they said it drives more like a car, it does hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. yeah, drive like you. Yeah, like you're in a sports car. Yeah. yeah. And I was expecting it to be good, but I thought well, it's not going to be as good as the Beamer. You know, when when you're really hustling it. Mm. But I think it is. Yeah. And I, you know, I think you know people say oh it's not a proper Porsche, 
And I think they mean that it's not a 911. Well, of course it's not a 911, but it has the same depth of engineering integrity that Porsche put into anything that they do. Yeah, bang you on, know, bang on. You know, and Porsche isn't all about rear-engine cars. You know, they've got heritage of great heritage of mid-engine cars, let alone front-engine cars. Well, I would say so the Macan is probably the highest-selling car, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, easily. Porsche it's at the moment. Right yeah. up there. Yeah, oh, yeah. certainly at the moment, yeah. 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 By, by yeah. a big margin from the KN, yeah. I would say, which is his second, oh, yeah, second well, biggest seller. So there's uh, roughly 1.1 million 911s on planet Earth from nearly 60 years of production. Uh, when did the Macan come in? 2013? Uh, 14? 14. 13, 14, I 14, think. 14, yeah. yeah. They, they made 600,000 so far. Wow. So, yeah, the, it's uh, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. But again, you know, profitability from that allows Porsche to then go off and make crazy 992 GT3s with yeah. 9,000 RPM red lines and all the rest of it. Yeah. So And I think it's good what it. they've done with the most recent one. They dropped the turbo, haven't they? Yeah. So the GTS is the highest level yeah. one one you can get which I think is, is right I don't mm. think you needed it you don't need the turbo yeah no, you didn't and then yeah. there was the turbo with the performance pack as well just to just to go even faster mm. you know mm. why would you want that but yeah. yeah you know and by moving the McCann electric which they're going to do and by moving the Boxster and the Cayman electric mm. and there's already the Taycan that will enable them to keep producing internal combustion engine 911s for even longer because it will balance out the emissions across the range yeah. and that sort of thing yeah. so it's all for the good and I mean, people are just, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but sometimes you've got to accept that you're wrong. The McCann <laughs> is great. <laughs> Max, they're protecting values. <laughs> I've had mine for nearly five years now. And it's, so for me to have one car for five years is quite unusual. And I, I love it. I think it's a great car. Yours is unusual, isn't it? PTS McCann. Yeah. There's a big debate over what yeah. PTS it is. You tell me it's Sport Cash. Sport Classic Grey? Is yeah. it Fashion Grey? No, it's Sport Classic Grey. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a different colour to your Sport Classic. Yeah, it is. So when I bought it, I still had the Sport Classic, so I did it in paint to sample Sport Classic Grey, which made it a very expensive 72 grand McCann at the time. You thought, oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I put it, when I got it home and put it next to the Sport Classic. <laughs> it's a different shade. Because of the age of the Sport Classic then, uh, it obviously done something to the paint. It yeah. just looked completely different. <laughs> but everyone, so there was a guy, I was uh, stopped at the traffic light once and this guy come past and he said, like, wind your window down. So he said, I've got a crayon McCann at home as well. They're lovely, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they're great, aren't they, mate? Yeah, just put the window up. And drive <laughs> <off>. yeah. <laughs> they're great, mate. Nice one, yeah. Uh, I yeah. feel like when you get your new McCann, I probably ought to have that. McCann yeah, so I've got a new one. Ordered, so as I say this one will be five years old, and uh, uh, obviously to keep on the uh, hamster wheel of yeah. uh, Porsche, you have to do these things, don't you? Yeah. So uh, I've ordered a new one for well, they they say next March, April, but who knows? Yeah, you a don't new, know at uh, the moment. A new GTS in um, midnight blue this time, which is very unusual for me. Yeah. So yeah. what's going on in my head? So yeah, match the we all matchy match, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You get midnight nice. blue. Yeah, you told me you didn't like Midnight Blue on my can. I know I did, yeah, but I, I tell you a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> what colour's the inside? Uh, oh, probably black. I can't remember. Yeah, black. <laughs> I think it's black. Yeah. <laughs> just, um, just remembered where you're talking about Wally conversations at traffic lights. So a couple of years back, went to the museum. I might have even said this before. You have to see, but um, a couple of years ago, I went to the museum and just coming away from Porsche Platz, I saw a nine nine one dot two. He was he'd approached some traffic lights and I'd noticed he had um, a small red Stuttgart plate on for um, you know temporary temporary license or whatever it is yeah temporary reg and uh, he was indicating left and his indicators were red not 
amber. So okay. I was like, ah, yeah. it's a US America's car. Yeah, yeah. yeah, shorter, like, number yeah. plate recess. So I've kind of swanned up next to him, done exactly the same to, <laughs> you know, your mate to you. But window down, mate. And uh, this guy's like, hey. And I was like, yeah, all right, mate. Um, obviously, you're doing the thing where you're factory collection. Oh, and yeah, yeah. drive through Europe for a couple of weeks, then get it shipped back to... Um, the states so I was I obviously called him out on it I was like, oh, so you're doing a bit of drive he's like yeah I'm going to go to the Nürburgring I'm going to go to Spa you know just touring having a look round I was like cool yeah I'd noticed that you're um, uh, American just from the spec of the car with like the red indicators and whatnot. Canadian and uh, he goes yeah 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 and I said so what part of America are you from and he goes yeah Canada. <laughs> I was like, all right, mate. Sorry. Have a good one. Goes up. Yeah, it's like, no way. It's so similar no to way. the crayon. Yeah, 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 big time. Yeah. I was waiting for him to call me Australia, though. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's always the retort, but uh, yeah. Brilliant. Classic. 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 <laughs> well, that might well be an episode wrapped up of Nine Miles Radio. So. What do you yeah. reckon? Yeah. Yeah. It's great to come up here tonight. Yes. Um, just to reiterate. Cool venue. Yeah. 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 Cool venue. It, it is Duke of London. It's do I not still look like a drowned rat? Oh. A little bit. Yeah. Before before we finish, can I just go back to something that you said earlier on, Lee, in case anyone else has been wondering about it as well. When we were talking C4S's and you were talking about your experience with your own C4S mm. and how on the fast driving and the Sunday mornings you thought you found it a bit wanting. Yeah. And that's a really highly regarded car. You know, I almost tried to talk myself into buying one when I bought my 997 because it yeah. was, you know, everyone said it's the car to have, but I just didn't want it, so I didn't buy it. But it was Evo Car of the Year at one point, wasn't it? You know, it's, 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 yeah. Was it? Yeah. yeah that, that yellow press car, you know, it's, 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 honest, it's rated. It was, it was yellow as well, yeah. yeah. It, uh, my C4S, I miss that car every day. I love it. Majority of it was the way it looked. Right. I, I, I mean, you said earlier on, yeah, the 993 C4S being one of the best-looking cars. I, I think the best-looking 911 from the rear is a C4S 996, um, or, or one-off. Let's say mm-hmm. one-off. Um, genuinely miss it every day. But, yeah, I, I found that car quite a lethargic car to drive yeah. in comparison to, like, even like my narrow-bodied C2 now. Yeah. Far yeah. more pointy. Um, although what I will say is put a um, set of KWs on it and it transformed the car. Okay. It really did. Um, but yeah, that was it was a big thing for me. But the, the, the 993 C4S, I, I kind of find was an extension of that, you know. So I'll be interested to see mm. how you get on with that. Neil, I find in honest. my experience that people tend to mess around less with that part of a 993 than, than they do 964s, 996s. I think you'll see a lot more tuned 996s uh, 964s but not so many 993s I know we saw a few here tonight yeah. but in my experience people t- tend to keep them stock Yeah, because yeah. they're so nice looking to begin with nobody yeah. wants to mess around with them too much yeah. but I mean that, that said with the 993 well, the to works are doing, are, are doing one yes they are yeah, yeah. but like yeah, the, are, yeah. the, um, it, the it understeered massively the, the C4S but a good geo will sort that out yeah, yeah. so you know and you can have a play with with that, that's yeah. that's not a problem. Yeah. Um, you don't have to go sticking any aftermarket bits and pieces no. on it. So, um, except some expensive BBS wheels, which yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that is it from Duke of London. That's um, the third episode of Nine Works Radio with Max Newman and Neil Plumpton, who you will be hearing a lot more of going forward. Uh, when you drag yourself down to Bournemouth, mainly. But <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the invite, no, guys. We'll Thank you. Looking forward to we'll it. Always welcome. And yeah, we'll go around. We'll go around the country with this thing. See where it goes. Um, but yeah, that's it for now. We'll catch you next time on uh, on Nine Works Radio. See you later. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Bye. This episode is brought to you by our very kind Patreons. 
If you enjoy the podcast and would like to join them in supporting us, you can do so at www.patreon.com backslash nineworksradio.com.